So you are an entrepreneur, perhaps a solopreneur, and you are running things all by yourself, but you recognize and you realize, I'm going to need some help. I'm going to need some support if I'm going to the next level. So then the question becomes, who do I hire first? Well, I'm excited that you're joining us here on the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show because that's what we're going to be talking about today in this particular episode. So we'll get started right after this quick intro. Don't you move. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why y'all so happy? And you don't know? Charvette Mitchell is on the radio. It's time to get motivated, excited, and influenced. Why? It's the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, live from Richmond, Virginia. And now, here to motivate, excite, and influence you, Charvette, Charvette Mitchell. Well, hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, broadcasting live, live from the capital city of Richmond, Virginia, but heard and seen all across the world wide web. We certainly welcome and invite all of those that are watching us live, live through our live streaming platforms, and certainly all of our podcast listeners who check us out a little bit later on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and iHeartRadio and certainly Blog Talk Radio. Thank you so much for being here and being a part of this experience. And so today's show, we are super excited because we're going to be talking about who to hire first as a solopreneur. I know that a lot of you are probably very interested in this topic. And so we are excited. Our guest is uh, hanging out in the virtual green room, enjoying some virtual snacks. Asina <laughs> Martin uh, Chandler is with us, and I'm going to be bringing her up to the mic. But just want to remind you and let you know that this episode is brought to you by the Platform Builder Program. This is my signature 12-month group coaching program for women entrepreneurs. And our next cohort is going to be starting the 1st of January. And enrollment is open now until December 16th, until December 16th. So jump over to platformbuilder.biz. If you are a high achieving women entrepreneur and you are looking to work on your visibility, your marketing, and your branding so that you convert more customers, this program is for you. You'll hear more about it later on in the show. So go ahead and uh, tag a, a business friend or a solopreneur that you know of and say, hey, you need to come check out this episode and you need to check it out right about now. All right. So let me go ahead and introduce my guest. And so that I can bring her up to the mic and we can get this conversation going and started. And so again, um, who to hire first as a solopreneur here with our guest um, coming up to the virtual uh, mic, virtual stage, Sina Martin Chandler is a producer, an author, a workforce development expert, a team's operations expert, and she's a mom of two boys. Her company, Hire Great Help, Inc., helps solopreneurs hire their first team of contractors and employees so they can build a multiple six-figure service-based business in 12 months. She started her business at rock bottom, let me tell you, rock bottom, becoming homeless at the age of 23 and building a six-figure online business with just one virtual assistant by the age of 27. Her insight and coaching genius has been featured in places such as Bloomberg, Business Week, 
Fox News, CBS, NBC, Shout Out Colorado, and Authority Magazine. And guess what? She can add uh, Charvette Mitchell radio show to her list of media attention. Coming up live here on the Charvette Mitchell radio show, put your hands together. Sina is here. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. Thank you for having me, Charvette. That was amazing. Ah, <laughs> we are excited and glad to have you. Shout outs coming in uh, from YouTube, from my hey. sister Pam, Deborah. Hey there. Hey there. Hey there, hey there. Listen, my mom will always be in the audience. Welcome. Yes, we <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I love I love this topic because I know that uh, a lot of our audience um, would be interested in, you know, having this discussion around, you know, as a solopreneur, who to hire first. But before we get into that, um, you know, I, I, I sprinkled a little bit about kind of how you got here and, and why you got here. So I'd yeah. love in your own words to just kind of share like what, you know, what your journey was and how you even decided, you know, what kind of business to go into. Absolutely. Um, so first of all, I, I never really decided which business I was going to go into. I just always knew CEO was the thing for me. Uh, and, and this was way back, way back before I even knew what business meant or what it was. But my story is I started out as um, a, I was a teen mom at 17. I had my oldest son, my senior year of high school. I thought I was going to be a paralegal and follow the steps of my mom. You know, but life and God had different plans. So mm -hmm. <laughs> when I found out I was going to be a mom, it just changed everything for me. I ended up getting assistance and coaching and mentoring. This is how I got introduced to the coaching world from a local organization that was less than a mile from my high school. They really brought me through, um, you know, the trauma of learning you're going to be a parent at 17. Yeah. Very difficult. Um, and what happened was once they started helping and coaching me, I uh, enrolled in a local community college. I got accepted to UCLA. So right. it was great. And I was uh -huh. like, I'm going to stay here and raise the baby. So, you know, uh, I enrolled instead to a local community college. And from there, I really started my entrepreneurship journey. Wow. And so how did you decide what type of business to go into? You know, new mom, young mom. And it's like, hey, what what can I manage? What can I handle? Well, the first thing was I had to figure out, OK, what's the what's the skill or what's the business I can go into that's going to provide me high income <laughs> for <laughs> for, you know, the hours I'm spending away from my child. Uh, in our reality, I had tried so many different jobs. I think I had 10 different jobs by the time I was in my like early 20s. Uh -huh. And it was just because I was on the search for something, right? So what I, after trying several different businesses, I tried network marketing. I went into cryptocurrency for a couple of years. I landed on workforce development. And the reason was, is because I had worked behind the scenes with so many different types of companies since, um, since community since I was in community college, and I I learned the ins and outs of how a team works. I, I didn't realize I was an operations expert till I sat down and really said, you know what? I've seen teams in twelve different industries. I understand what it takes to run a effective team, to lead one and to be a part of one. And so that it, it naturally came, and I ended up getting into the workforce development space. Okay. And so can you define or describe workforce development for people who may be just thinking like, what is this, what does that yeah. term mean? Yeah. yeah. So workforce, workforce development is when you, um, it's, it's basically the, um, it's, I'm trying to find a way to explain it in like layman's terms. Yes. So it, workforce development is when you, it, it's the operations, it's the step-by-step um, -step instructions and the leadership that it takes 
to lead other people who are working within your business. So when people say they're going to help you develop your workforce, it just means develop leaders within your team, whether it's contractors or people you employ um, or or even if you have, let's say, um, if you have interns, it's the workforce that's within your business. All right. Great. So um, you had you know, you you got into the space, you realize, OK, this is this is my jam and this is where I am. And with one virtual assistant in a year, you hit six figures. And so uh, a lot of people feel like, wow, OK, like, how did you do that? What you know? What, and how did you decide on who to hire first? I decided through a lot of mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> and now I just my, my number one focus is to help my clients not make all the mistakes I made and waste all the money that I wasted, because even though I made six figures, I also blew it on the wrong thing and spent it on having the wrong people within my business. So I made it and it was gone. Right. Mm. Um, but, but what happened, you know, the thing that, the thing that taught me the biggest lessons was hiring the wrong people. And, and, and let me, I want to start by saying that you're going to hire people who just culturally, they aren't a good fit. They bring, um, their own beliefs, their own biases, their own, uh, thought processes about how things should work to your team. And if you're not experienced yet with, filtering out and filtering through who the right people are for yeah. your particular business and who can mm -hmm. add themselves to what your customers need, you're going to go through this experience. So mm -hmm. me learning that came from the work. Uh, let me back up. And when I was in network marketing, myself and one of my good friends at the time, um, we had built a team of over 30,000 people and anyone who, wow. who's been in and that was our, our major, anyone who knows about network marketing, that was our right leg. So that's like the ones you talk to them every day, right? Um, but, <laughs> you know, that experience taught me that you're going to have people from every walk of life with every different type of personality come into your business when you're growing teams. So yeah. you have to be able to really decipher who's a good fit, what type of personality you want to work with you know, what you want them to uh, be responsible for. You you have to develop yourself as a leader constantly, or you're going to drop the ball when you are bringing people into your organization. Ah, well said, well said. And so um, let's, let's dive in specifically into this topic of who to hire first as a solopreneur. Welcome to all those that are coming on in. Um, like, comment, and share. Let us know that you're here. If you have any questions, also uh, drop those in the comments. And so um, solopreneurs, meaning somebody working by themselves, they have some options. So interns, contractors, or a W-2 employee. Would you like to talk about like the different options and the different ways that, you know, people can approach this? Mm -hmm. Yes. So the, that, that's one of the biggest questions we always get is like, what's the difference between the two? I would definitely say that if there's a big jump if you're going to hire a W-2 a W two or an employee, there's a lot of things you have to keep in mind, um, you know, from like the taxes and all of the legal requirements depending on the stitcher. And if you're hiring someone who's in another state or who's international, there's a lot of different pieces and parts that go into that all the way down to funding for benefits and health insurance and all of that. There's a lot to keep in mind. So if you're already in a position where you're experiencing what I call solopreneur syndrome or solopreneur burnout, it may be more beneficial for you in the beginning to, to get your feet wet with a contractor. Start there so you can mm -hmm. at least you can you can practice because there's only two skills you want to focus on in the beginning. And that's making sure 
that you um, that's making sure that you evenly distribute the workload between yourself and the initial person that you're bringing in. This is what I did with my assistant. This is how we these figures was I learned how to evenly distribute the, the workload instead of always micromanaging and wanting to keep my hand in every single pot and struggling to let things go. I practiced the art of delegation and um, doing that and then practicing how to learn the psychology of people. That's the only yeah. two things in the beginning because once you master those, then you're in a better position to not just hire employees and W2, all of us want to do that because it sounds like, oh, I made it, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Charvette, I know you posted about Riches the other day and I just finished binge watching Riches. Yes, I binge watched <laughs> it yes, last night. <laughs> last night, I just been watching it. But that's a good example, right? Like, look at yes. all the mess that was in that team, but her, but she knew how to do something. Her dad knew how to do something because they had built a, what was it, a billion dollar, um, in, a billion dollar business. Right. So all you need in the beginning is to know how to evenly distribute work, meaning you have to get out of the weeds and get out of micromanaging and you need to know the psychology of people. So once you practice those two things with a contractor and you get a lawyer who can tell you how to properly you know, pay those uh, employees and get them the benefits and things they need, then you're in a better position to go into W-2 and employees. All right. So if you're taking notes and you're like, okay, who to hire first? Um, Guidance definitely coming here from our guests to um, focus on contractors first. Um, And can you talk a little, because sometimes people... Technically, are you hiring a contractor? Because that language, right. you know, right, right. is, yeah. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So, so I'm glad you brought that up. Technically, you're not hiring, right? Because um, what you're doing is you're contracting them out for their service. That's the better term to say it. Because with contractors, uh, keep in mind that you cannot dictate to them their particular schedule. The reason they're a contractor is because they don't fall under the laws of an employee. So you can't dictate to them, for example, what type of tools to use or depending on your state. I'm not a lawyer. Disclaimer. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. Please consult with your legal representation. But with the contractors, there's, there's very specific things that you cannot do because they are not an employee. One of those things is you cannot say to a contractor, you have to be here between 8 and 4 p.m. That that fault that puts them in the category legally of being an employee. So there's a lot of things to keep in mind with a contractor. You're basically contracting them for their services. But when you are practicing um, running, uh, uh, when you're practicing being a leader of employees with a contractor, very careful with that language, right? Because you're practicing. You're not actually employees, but you're preparing to have employees. Yeah. So when you are doing this, like I said, you're you're, you're figuring out the inner workings of 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 what you need assistance with within the business. And I always say mm-hmm. to start out with your services, bring people in, contract people who are going to come in and help you with the services you deliver to your clients. Cause you don't, that's what you need. Nothing else, regardless of what you may think it is. It's not emails. It's not social media. It's what you need. For your oh, wait a minute. You stepping on some toes. <laughs> Dina, you stepping on some toes because a lot of times that is what is, like social media, um, you know, someone to help me with my social media because I don't want to do it. I don't like to do it. I don't know how, you know, whatever. That's a lot of times the first hire or the first contractor. And so uh, can you repeat what your guidance is? <laughs> so my unpopular opinion, but what I know to be proven facts, because I've built three different businesses doing the same thing and dozens of others of my clients, you do not need to hire someone for social media first. What you hire for first is a 
mirror you. That's what, that's what I call it. Who mm. comes in and who will assist you with the delivery of your service or the fulfillment of your products to your clients. That's it. Wow. So can you give an example of maybe some of the of the businesses you've worked with so that can, people can kind of like crystallize this? Yeah. So, oh gosh. Okay. So um, one of the big ones was H&R Block. I worked at H&R Block for years and years and I actually um, helped them open multiple offices. Anyone who's from the Philadelphia area, you guys know about the 69th Street in Delaware County, um, up there by 69th Street. That whole office, I basically helped launch it out. So that's a good example. Uh, so hiring somebody to do taxes. Yes, yes, yes. Getting the the tax offices um, organized. So that was the first thing, the schedule, you know, how many, because we had 100 people coming through the door every 48 hours, wow. meaning the 12 tax preparers who were in the office. And I still work with tax preparers and CFOs and financial service providers to this day. Um, but we had to get the office organized so that each of these people who were coming through the door were getting the tax services that they were coming in for. Yes, the office needed social media. Yes, they needed marketing and guerrilla marketing to be done. We were doing events every two or three, two or three months. But what was necessary for the profitability and the bottom line to keep the margins where they needed to be was making sure the services were being provided. So that's a good example. Ah, that is so good. I mean, this is so, so good that whoever you're bringing in, and if you're starting with a contractor, thank you and welcome to all those that are coming in. We have our guest here. Uh, Check information on the screen. If you're listening to the podcast, look down below in the show notes. We have a full bio and links and all of that. Uh, Sina is here with us. Uh, And we're talking about um, who to hire first as a solopreneur, who to bring onto your team first, even if you want to say it that way. And so mm-hmm. having a contractor is great. And I love um, this thought of they should be focused on the revenue generating things of helping you deliver your yes. services. And so um, what are your thoughts around virtual assistance? Because a, a lot of times that's kind of where people start. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so there's categories of virtual assistants. You know how you have that really good wine, like the wine you only pull out on special occasions or a certain drink, and then there's a kind that's like it's like the ten dollar bottle and it's it's convenient. It's at the supermarket. So not to compare VAs to different kinds of like right. bottle or expensive, but what I mean is there's levels to the VA, right? Yes, you have to be. You cannot just go in a Facebook group, and if anyone has done this, you if anyone's done this, you know, drop a like me or emoji in the comments and let me know that you've done this before. But you cannot just pick up a VA from a un, um, unverified or unqualified place or source and then expect that they're going to come into your business and generate the results or the ROI that you need them to generate. Because first of all, you got to understand there's VAs who just open up their laptop and say they're a VA and they're starting a VA business. No experience. No, um, they've never done this before. They may know nothing about your industry. That's the other thing. They may have industry knowledge. So you have to be very, the same way you qualify your your clients, you have to qualify your VAs. Yes. That's the way I look at it. And so VAs can be very beneficial. I've had some amazing VAs in my, in my experience and I've helped my clients find amazing VAs. But what you want to do is if you're going to use VAs, be very certain and very specific about what type of um, education you need them to have, meaning their experience. Mm -hmm. Do they know the industry? What do you want them to perform? And the other thing, please, please, please do not bring in the VA 
and tell them that you want them to do social media management, then they get in your door and they're doing email, cold calling, social media, and you have them doing, you're throwing a whole bucket at them because you're setting yourself up for a failure. Oh, that is good. I know there are people saying, oh, I, I I need, this is this is good. How can they follow you and connect with you on social media? Yeah, so I'm everywhere. Hire great help. Um, all of all the platforms, Instagram, LinkedIn, everywhere. Um, you can also find me. My personal pages is Cena Martin Chandler. So at Cena Martin Chandler. And then if you want to contact me or, or reach out to me for a conversation, I do consultations as well. Um, our, our last ones are for the end of the year happening right now. Just go to cinamartinchandler.com and you'll be able to fill out the form right there on the website. All right, there you go. Hire, great help. And um, we are here on the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show discussing who to hire first as a uh, solopreneur. And so we're going to take a very quick commercial break, Sina. But when we come back, um, I definitely want to con- continue the conversation. So we talked about definitely uh, contractor is a good place to start. And then mm-hmm. somebody that helps you deliver the service or your whatever products or service that you've already committed to deliver, them helping you um, do that. And then let's talk about the next step. Maybe when, what are the signs of, hey, now it's good to move to a W-2 employee. So sit tight. We'll let you relax in the virtual virtual green room. Uh, Again, welcome to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. We're excited to have you here. And here is a quick uh, commercial break all about the Platform Builder Program. Stay tuned. Are you a high achieving woman entrepreneur who is ready to ditch being invisible and unpolished, but finally ready to shine a spotlight on your expertise and services? There's a better way to increase the visibility of your personal brand and gain more customers. Let Charvette Mitchell show you with the Platform Builder Program. The Platform Builder Program is her signature 12 month group coaching program built for female entrepreneurs and leaders who are ready to position their expertise and services with a polished visual brand increase visibility with speaking opportunities, build authority with a published book, and convert more customers with content marketing. Not only do you walk away with all of the juicy strategic nuggets in Charvette's head, but with tangible outcomes that you can see and feel. Find out more and apply at www.platformbuilder.biz. All right. There you have it. There you have it. So uh, we're coming back up here live talking about who to hire first as a solopreneur. If you have any questions for our guest, uh, Sina Martin Chandler, let us know. And I'm bringing her back up onto the screen. So um, first hire. So what do you think about interns? Is that a area that people can consider? Absolutely. I, I would for sure. And that, that's really for any level of the business, um, any phase of business that you're in. Interns is always a good idea. For multiple reasons. Again, it just gives you practice as a leadership in the, in the role of leadership. But what I love about internships is you're able a lot of times when you partner with the various colleges or universities or wherever you're getting your interns from, a lot of times you're able to actually create like internship programs. This is something, you know, we did a few times over with various um, colleges when I lived in Pennsylvania. And you're able to create these programs where students can sometimes get paid by the university for working in your particular for working in your company where now you're not paying out of pocket but you're getting the, those hours yeah. uh, from a, a a college student to help with you know whatever the the area of your business you need help with so sometimes you can build internship programs where you're guiding them you're helping them get credits in school sometimes wow. you pay for it there's a lot of opportunities so what I'd say is always have your ear to the ground. Um, at different career fairs, especially if you are near any metropolitan area that has a school. 
All right. And certainly Richmond, Virginia, we've got, I mean, it's a, you know, yeah. Virginia Commonwealth University, Virginia Union, right. Virginia State, Virginia, University of Virginia Tech, all that yeah. is kind of like in Virginia. So, all right. So um, this, keeping our focus on like the first, the first hire, where should people find either the contractors um, and then we're going to move to employees, but where do you recommend that they find kind of these first people that they're going to contract. Oh, did I just cut off? Okay. Oh, you're, we still hear you and we still see okay, you. Okay, okay, what happened? <laughs> um, okay, that's a good question. So where to find, this is another question we get a lot of where do we yeah. find these people. So there's a few ways to do this. I typically recommend that you, this is the one that you'll hear most common, but it, it's, it's one that works the best. That's why you hear it most often. But ask within your network. Right. Ask around your network. If you have anyone, which I know you do, especially if you're in business, um, that you are business besties with or you might be in a some type of mentorship program or some a part of um, some type of whatever. Cohort, like the platform builder program. Mastermind. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. So so ask in there first, because typically a lot of your peers will have gone through the process of vetting vetting contractors or vetting different people to work within and they'll have a good referral for you so always start there uh, another thing you can do if if you don't you know yield any fruit from that first tip um another thing you can do is you can actually do a campaign to hire the person that you're looking for or contract right the person that you're looking for so you can do a full campaign meaning you can create a very thorough job description. I'll actually provide like a, a free template that we use for our clients. I'll provide it to you. If you got, if you send me a DM or reach out, I'll give oh, you the great. Exact job templates that we use as a, a listener of the Charlotte and Mitchell show. Reach out, send it to you, but come up with a very thorough job description and then you can do a campaign. So indeed.com, post it there, post it on LinkedIn, choose maybe like five to seven strong play, uh, sources or places where you can um, ask people to submit applications. And that's another way for you to get qualified applicants that you can then interview and move forward with. Oh, right. I love that. I love that. So when would someone know, so kind of leaving maybe interns and we know interns can kind of be along the whole process and um, the contractor space, when would a business owner know, okay, now I'm ready to move to a higher a W-2 employee, my first W-2 employee. Yeah, one word, cash flow. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, yeah. <laughs> once you're, once you're, and what I mean by that is, you know, once your cash flow is in the position where you have, I would suggest most people say three months, like three months salary of your salary and the and the employee or the W-2 person, I should say, that you want to bring higher in. Um, once you have a salary that will cover the business's expenses, period, at least for at the very minimum three months, I like to tell my clients six months just because I like to be conservative. But yeah. once you're in a position where that's the that's the case and you have that um, and you have that that net, that safety net in the bank and, you know, cash flow is consistently coming in, then you're in a position where you you can go ahead and start exploring hiring W-2 employees. And like I mentioned, I wouldn't do it without having some type of legal or HR counsel because you okay. just, especially now, because like we in the Biden administration and he he's not playing with small business owners right now or going, make, it's, it's a stickler right now for those particular laws. So make sure you have some type of HR administration, legal HR counsel, some type of legal counsel 
and that you have that cash flow in the bank. And then you're in a much better position to go out to W-2. All right. And then would you still recommend that that first employee is service-based, is an assistant, is a what, what are your thoughts around what you would have that first employee do? Yeah, this is this is where it's it's a little bit tricky to give like overarching advice because it, it it's very specific to the needs of the particular business. Fair. So this is where I would do a full what I would suggest is doing a full audit, not just on the business, but on the um the support of the business too. Like do a do a business audit and then do what I call a team audit, even if the team is only you. It's okay, good. It's you and some automations right now, or it's you, <laughs> you know, some email marketing tools right now, right? That's okay. It's still a team. So do a full audit. And in the audit, you want to look for, um, you want to look for, do a gaps analysis, of course, where are the opportunities, you know, where are you excelling and succeeding, but where are you missing the ball a little bit? And then compare that too to what's going on in the market, changes you expect to happen, trends that are coming up, and where you know you're going to need to fill in the support gaps, what I call, I call them delivery deficits. Mm-hmm. So if you have a deficit anywhere in your particular delivery, whether it's your marketing or whether it may be your service or your product or whatever it is, figure out where you're going to need more manpower to dominate in that area. And then that's where you look for um, filling it with a W-2 employee. Oh, right. And so what are your thoughts around um, like documenting your processes and your procedures? And as we are, as we are wrapping up again, I'm going to absolutely give you the opportunity to also share like how people can connect and all of that. And shout out to um, Carla R. Jenkins, um, who retweeted us on Twitter. Thank you for that. Thank you. (laughs) So thoughts around documenting your processes. Earlier is better than sooner, sooner rather than later. A lot of people think you have to be at a certain point to document processes. I just read this amazing book. Um, I can't even think of the name of it, but um, uh, I'll share it. You know, when it comes to mind, but it basically was explaining, you know, how, why we as entrepreneurs get stuck in the technician phase longer than we should, mm. and it's because we're coming from a world world where most of us had typical corporate careers before, or we may still be in a corporate career. Um, and that's what we, we're, we're used to earning a living based on our technical skills. So what happens is we come into our businesses and we do the same thing and we stay stuck in technician mode too long. Mm-hmm. We think we have to be at a certain revenue place or when I hit a million, then I'll start documenting or when I hit X mm-hmm. fill in the blank, I'll start to create procedures. Not understanding that the, the sooner that the faster that you start creating documented procedures, the quicker you're initiating the process of pulling yourself out of solopreneur syndrome and you're essentially replacing yourself and treating the business like the separate entity that it is. Mm, that's good. That, that's what's key, right? So yeah. my whole philosophy around this is two things, document sooner rather than later. And secondly, don't document yourself. You shouldn't be doing documentation. You shouldn't be creating uh-huh. your CEO. You definitely should have someone else doing that. Wow. And so that could be one of the first contractors or first hires even uh, could um, could do that. So as a, a recap, listeners, um, if you missed the first part, certainly who to hire or to contract as a solopreneur, 
who's going to help you get the services done? Who's going to help yes. you deliver the products and the services? That is who uh, Sina is recommending as your first hire versus maybe who you might think like a social media consultant. So, but what do you say to the person that says, well, I don't, we don't like social media. Are you saying basically just defer that? Like you, it's not that they can't work on it, but the focus should be the service delivery. Correct. That's exactly what I did. Like social media is, is is great, the engagement, but no one wants to spend time creating the content. I know me personally, I don't. So anyone in that position, here's what I did. I brought a um I brought someone in who basically became like the manager of my various services, my programs essentially, because I'm a coach. So have someone who can help you do the services first. If you were building the traditional consulting business in the 80s before social media existed, they always brought in an assistant consultant first to help out and go win clients and go make sales. That was how they did it. So you follow that same, you know model because it works have someone come in and help you with the services but right on the back of that plan your expenses to bring some assistant in or a va in or whoever you're going to delegate it to plan to bring a marketing individual in as well to begin to take some of that off your plate while you go grow the clientele all right wonderful how can viewers and listeners connect with you and hire great help your company yeah, so you can connect with me. All, all things Hire Great Help on social media. Um, like I said, we do have a, a program, Hire Great Help, our six-month yes. program. And that program is is geared towards service providers who want to remove themselves out of the manager um, role within a six-month time frame. We help you do that. You will be out of that role by the end of the six months if you work with us. So if you're interested, uh, Charvette, share the link around this. It should be underneath in the comments or around the yes. video. Um, or you can DM me and I'll send you the link to book a consultation um, with us about the program. But we're on everything Hire Great Help. Send me a DM. I'm very responsive. And if you are interested in working with us, we uh, I think we only have 10 spots left for the year's over. All right. There you have it. There you have it. And the last question for you. The goal of the show is to motivate, excite, and influence. And we want to know what continues to motivate Cena. Oh, my boys. Yeah, my boys. Um, I'm I'm only doing this. I have to, you know, give credit where it's due. You know, like I said, my grandfather was he owned one of the first black owned gas stations in Philadelphia in the 60s. Wow. And the only reason I'm doing this is because of how much he instilled in me to to be have my integrity and mm -hmm. to, to be a genuine, honest person who leaves an impact in other people's lives. That's the reason I'm here and I'm doing this. And I just want to make sure that my boys do that for their generation moving forward. So that keeps me going. Ah, wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for stopping by. We'll stay connected and 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 stay, um, you know, just watching each other's. And uh, we wish you much more continued success with you and your company and all of your clients. Thank you, Sharma. I appreciate you having me. Oh, you're welcome. All right. Wow. Such great content. Listen, if you missed anything, just go back wherever you are watching or listening from the replay, the relink, all of that is right there. And one of the easiest places to go is charvette.com. Charvette.com has the full bio for our guests, all of her links for social media and uh, to request a consultation are there. And if again, if you're listening from uh, any of the podcasts or the talk radio shows, just look down below in the show notes. You have the information there. 
And again, this segment was brought to you by the Platform Builder Program. Uh, I'm excited about, this is the seventh cohort. So we only launch it twice a year. So this is the seventh one coming up for uh, the beginning of January and the enrollment doors close December 16th. And platformbuilder.biz is where you can find out um, all about the information um, there. And so what I love about the Platform Builder Program quite frankly, is that it's a little bit, perhaps a little bit different than some maybe other group coaching programs or even masterminds that you've been a part of, is that there's four components. So there is absolutely the group coaching experience, um, but then there's also one-on-one. You get one-on-one access with me as your marketing consultant um, throughout the year. We have documented curriculum uh, videos that you get lifetime access to, and there's some done-for-you services as a part of the Platform Builder program. So for example, we do full brand photo shoots for all all of our, our clients uh, with amazing photography uh, and photography assets that they get. We write a book together. So if you are not an author, um, I am a strong believer that your intellectual property should be documented or your transformational story should be documented in a book. And so we do a book collaboration and all you got to do is, is write your book and then you, you walk away, you walk out, for example, which matter of fact, I sold um, I was at an event on Friday, shout out to Dr. Kim Ridley, um, speaking at an empowerment event, and they bought every book I had. Thank you, thank you, thank you. They bought three and four books at a time. Um, so you get, we do a book collaboration together. We do a speaker one sheet for you. You get some social media graphics. And so that's a beautiful thing about the Platform Builder Program. Um, and it's really geared towards um, entrepreneurs, women entrepreneurs, you already have a business going, but you know you need to throw gasoline and throw a spotlight on what you're doing to level up your positioning to get more clients or higher paying clients or higher paying contracts. Um, this program is for you. So platformbuilder.biz is where you can go to, to find out more. There's tons of details again about all 12 months. There's video testimonials of past clients. Um, and uh, December 16th is the date you want to keep in mind that you want to apply before that date. That's it. All right. It's a wrap. We'll see you all later on uh, in these internet streets. Bye. Live from Richmond, Virginia, you've been listening to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Catch Charvette Mitchell every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Interviewing all the stars you want to hear from. So until next week, stay motivated, excited, and influenced. This is the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show.